0: Hey, it's the Talking Single Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast features four women in London who like to talk about everything.
1: Yes, we talk about relationships, careers, well-being, dating.
0: And
2: Idris.
1: Uh, Mm. Guys, we said we're not talking about Idris this season. I'm tired of talking about Idris because every time I bring him up, you guys always, always shut me down. So no Idris this season
0: just the essence of idris the
1: love. oh my god no idris i'm i'm, I'm grown past idris i've evolved
2: Ooh. okay okay we won't talk about idris we will talk about love life and everything in between
3: that's right we talk about all things that single women like to talk about we hope you enjoy this episode
0: good mood today what's going on nothing it's just another actually it's a very ordinary day it's not that fantastic but hey ho i wake up happy i'm
2: good i'm good I'm it was good. a good week it was chill what else right.
3: that's it crystal i'm good i'm good Keisha and i had an adventure this week
1: oh, oh really we did. what did you guys do
3: so we went to something called Shabari noir which mm. is rope, rope play, mm. um, sort of like a taster into bondage and BDSM. Oh, right.
1: tell but, us
3: more. <clears throat> but um, Shabari is um, bondage that can be sexual, but it can also be non sexual. So, yeah, and we got, got to about it. Though. What I, I got to know about it through uh, erotic noir. And we went down, and there were lots of um, single people, couples, people who came alone, a few friends as well, weren't there, uh, Keisha? And it's not, it's rope play. So you tie you tie people with knots. <clears throat> it originated from um, Japan, I think. I think, I'm not
0: 100% sure
1: so when you oh. buy the rope when you go to bay and Q to buy the rope wouldn't they wouldn't they alert the police that somebody's buying like six yards of rope you once. don't need six yards of rope the rope <laughs> oh, is right. not very long really? and there's a special type of rope
3: mm. yeah but it's very um well before i went i thought it would be painful i thought it'd be odd but actually it was really nice and um very um relaxing actually and keisha Fancied herself a dominatrix she kept trying to tell me what to do and I was like that's not this kind of bondage this is not what this class is about if you want to be a dominatrix go and find another class but no it was really cool it was mainly for black and people of color they made us feel very comfortable no I definitely recommend it, it was really really really, yeah. really but what really, kind really. of I was
0: I was chatting with the guys um after you know um after um Crystal left and because you, you, when Crystal told me about it, the first thing I did was Google Shibari. What I would say is under any circumstances, do not do that because immediately you Google Shibari, you get all these like really sexual or sexually aggressive images. It was just absolutely nothing like that. It was literally rope play where they taught us how to tie ropes and knots in a very sort of slow and, it was actually extremely comfortable and comforting. Even when Crystal sort of tied me up in the futonama, honestly, I could have sat there all day. I actually Did you loved tie it. up
1: and leave her in the corner for like one hour, like you she wanted up. me to.
3: She I was, was like, so,
0: comfortable. I, so comfortable.
3: I would like to do my Duolingo. I was like, you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> never put that phone down right now. That's so
2: interesting because I. Because when we chatted about it, I was like, I don't really, because my mind was images of BDSM and things like that. But you're saying, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But, but I will say, if you are a couple, that what I just
0: said flips it on its head, because it can be very sensual, because it, it, it's about sort of interacting with your partner, a lot of communication, what do they like, are they comfortable? Um, and it's about the person tying you up has to guide you, um, to the positions that they want you to be so that they can tie it up. So it's really, it's, I think it's an art. It's um, it's a skill that has to be learned. It, honestly, when she had a model with her doing it, it honestly, it was beautiful to watch. Yeah. It was, Okay, yeah. but
1: my question, the last question before we move on is, I guess, um, Crystal, you said it could be sexual or non-sexual. I I wasn't, how can it be non-sexual? Because I guess for me, like most people, my mind just defaulted when to, sexual connotation or use of shibari in sexual play as as Keisha said it
3: can't it doesn't have to be it's rope play so it's kind of like playing so my sister can um tie me up in a shibari knot and and me and Keisha are not in a romantic relationship and she tied me up in a shibari knot so it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it's communication I think like it could even be, oh, what's that word? Uh, I've, I've lost my train of thought. But yes, it, it doesn't have to be sexual. It was not sexual for us um, and we were fine.
0: Oh, cool,
1: cool. Anyway, thank you for that. Well, so I'll tell you about my own week. So I think I mentioned it last week. I started a new job and it's been really good. I'm so excited. My work is fun, and blah, 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 blah. And I was really looking forward to the weekend. Then I think it was Keisha that sent the WhatsApp message yesterday afternoon, oh, yesterday evening, informed with the um, screen image that Roe versus Wade had been overturned. And that just sent me in some sort of way, put me in all my feelings. And I guess that's why we talk, we're gonna be talking about abortion reproductive rights, you, as you guys and our listeners and what our thoughts are so are you guys ready to talk about abortions yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. yep. as ready as we can be i guess <laughs> okay good so first thing is i mean while i was thinking about this i was like what are even the rights the abortion rights in the uk and around the world do you guys know
0: sadly i oh. don't i i don't so please
1: I think for the UK, um,
3: you're allowed to terminate up to 23 or 24 weeks, but you two doctors have to consent to you terminating. And apparently it's an offence if you, whether you get persecuted or not, is a different issue, but it's an offence if you actually just buy medicine, abortion medicine off the internet and use it and abort. But Yeah. That's that's what I know.
2: Well, we know that in Nigeria it's illegal. And I think that is a situation for quite a few um, African countries as well. um, And some of the Middle Eastern countries. I don't know the specifics. I don't know whether there are exemptions or not. Um, But yeah, I also know about in the UK that up to a particular period of time, you can abort legally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you. So yes, as in the UK, as um Crystal said, you're allowed to abort, you can legally have an abortion at up to 24 weeks, and you have to have consent of two doctors. In European countries, it's legal in most of them, but ex- except, I think, Malta, Vatican City, Andorra, and Pol- Poland, where the abortion... Um, rights are really really restricted there are I think it was criminalized in I'm just reading from my notes in San Marino in it was criminalized in San Marino but in 2021 they were able to overturn it and allow um, patients up until the 12th week of pregnancy in Latin America as we would expect very much like the Middle East the countries that are extra, very um, religious-centric, it's generally frowned upon, except um, it's the, um, it's in a non-viable pregnancy or a the woman's life is at risk, then they'll allow you to abort. So yeah, it's quite interesting as in like here in the UK, I'm sure you guys will realize as in it's easily accessible, which I, in my own opinion can only be a good thing. So yeah, yeah, and oh, of course, Islamic, oh, I have a story about an abortion in Dubai. So my friend's sister, my friend's sister, yeah, got pregnant in Dubai. They had to do, so they have these underground the um, NGOs that help with abortions. So they will gather the women, put them on a the boat and drive them and um, sail to international waters just off the coast of um, Dubai, give them the abortion pill there. They, the abortion happens there. When it's all done, then they then go back to the mainland. And the, while that was done and they were fine and blah, 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 blah it's so scary as in, as in, I can only imagine the terror the woman would feel because like in the UK, if anything goes wrong, it's legal and you're fine. But imagine Dubai, you're stuck on international waters. I mean, if you guys were stuck, if you were in Dubai and kind of thing, would you even consider doing that, or going on that um, adventure to get an abortion? If that's or if you if you really need to have an abortion
3: and that's your only option and you're desperate, what are you gonna do? You have to do it like people literally risk their lives every day to have an abortion in countries where it's not legal because they they feel like i don't have an option can't have this child i'd rather risk my life than have this child so it happens every day in countries all over the world i'm sure and women die um a lot of women die um doing these botch um abortions or going to quack yeah. doctors especially in africa
1: i know and they give them like all sorts of potions and crap to consume in order to kind of um trigger the abortion which is scary just, right? just the
0: whole situation is just quite sad um mm-hmm.
1: cool but it, also yeah. you you realize abortion is quite divisive and I say that because even amongst friends and family, it's very divisive. And the example I'll give is I was in, um, when the Roe versus Wade conversation started a few months ago, I put it up in a WhatsApp group and I got the kind of um, responses like, yes, it has to be the term because women have to, the access to abortion. is too easy and it causes women to fornicate. And honestly, uh-huh. it almost made me throw my fornicate. phone. <laughs> almost threw my phone in the bin and it just made me start thinking about the um two sides in this abortion story. So the pro-life and pro-choice. So mm. I'm just going to kind of just quickly give a chit ch- chat about how common abortion really is. Then I'll get your ideas on pro-life and pro-choice. So about 25% of women in America would have had an abortion by the time they turn 45. In the UK, it's one in three. And very few women will talk about it because of the stigma from the friends, family, and um, and the whole society. Well, generally African. I don't know what it's like to be non. Of course, I don't know what it's like to be non-African. Um,
0: pro-life. Are the um, are your stats from sort of particular demographics, or are they general? General.
1: It's general. Okay. It's general, yeah. So it's one in three in the UK. And apparently on the NHS website, I read that 2020 had an all-time high in the UK of number of women that sought abortions. And I was like, probably because people were busy during pandemic, but who knows? Maybe I'm just being flippant about that. And there are different reasons why people have abortions, not ready to have kids, or rape, incest, medical reasons, or just because I don't want to have a baby, right? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. So pro-life are the ones that say they are um um opposed to abortion, that the child or the fetus has a right to life from conception and prevent and supports the total ban of abortion, while pro-choice believes that. Everybody has the human rights to decide what they want to do with their body and whether, whether they want to have children or not. So I'm going to ask you a question, ask or throw it out there for you guys. What are your thoughts about pro-choice? Are you pro-choice? Are you pro-life? Pro-choice is telling, is that kind of telling people that it's okay. You can, you have the ability to decide whether you want to carry on with this pregnancy or not, or if, if, even, even, and oh yeah, the most important thing about pro-choice is, you're, you believe that it's okay for people to have the abortion even if you would not choose the abortion yourself kind of thing. So my question to you, lovely ladies, is what are your thoughts? In fact, let's, let's talk about them one at a time. As in, what? let's talk about pro-choice. What are your thoughts about that? And what do you think the arguments are for pro-choice? Um, Crystal.
3: Um, I'm definitely, obviously, pro-choice.
0: Not obviously. Because,
3: no, I am the person that I am. I'm obviously pro-choice. Because I believe that women should have... And women are the ones who have children, um, are the ones who birth them, are the ones who carry them for nine months, are the ones who have all the emotional um, and physical effects of carrying a baby. And So if it's my body, if it's your body, you have the right and the choice to decide whether you want the baby or not, no matter what the circumstance is. Whether it's because you just feel like I don't want to have a baby, or whether it's because you have an atopic pregnancy which could actually kill you, or whether it's because you've been raped by incest, or any other way, I feel like it's my body, I should have the right to choose, Um, if you live in a free country, you should have the right to choose whether you want to have a baby or not. It's my body. And it's like, you're playing God by telling me not to have a baby. But at the same time, God has actually given me the free will to choose whether to have this baby or not. Because God ain't coming down and saying, you must have that baby. So yeah, don't play God with my body. It's my body, it's my right. I have the free will and the free choice to do it that's my opinion
0: definitely
1: well I'm I'll jump in I'm pro-choice as well as in I like the idea that I live in a society where a woman can decide whether she wants to have a child or not I'm I mean I I think I've always been pro-choice and I don't know about you guys but for me for a long time I was kind of worried or afraid to voice it out but now I'm just like actually pro-choice do what makes you happy and if for whatever reason you don't want to have a baby, do you and just do it responsibly. Keisha, let's hear from you.
0: I am definitely pro-choice, um, okay, but more because I think there—it's not a black and white issue. I think there are many reasons why a woman would need to have an abortion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as as Crystal mentioned, ectopic pregnancy. Um, I also think if you're raped, um, I also think it's not worth bringing a child into the world that cannot be looked after. So if the mother has determined that maybe she's not getting support from the father or she herself cannot support the child, I don't think we should be bringing children into the world that will not be properly cared for and supported. And we already know that that is an existing problem. Child poverty is a is a big issue um you know we're always having hearing things on the news about children um you Going know and hungry. Sort of, yeah and you know I mean, not to be looked, abuse and all sorts of things so uh, it, what happens to these children if they're born without care and even the governmental systems that need to look after the kids they're not properly able to support children in the way that they should a lot of charities are actually picking up the slack on that so Mm -hmm. I think it's 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 not a black and white issue it's not about the woman necessarily I think we also need to look at the child's perspective and also need to look at the you know possibilities of things like trauma or medical issues etc etc
1: yeah um Ruby I'm
2: definitely pro-choice I agree with Keisha that it's not a black and white issue in in certain cases i think there are certain cases where it's it's of i will predominantly i will say look it's your body it's your choice it's your life you make a decision you live with the consequences of the choice that you make that's kind of always been my stand about these kinds of things it's not for me to say what anybody else does with their bodies I am not going to then allow somebody to tell me what to do with my own body because I will live with the consequences of the choices that I make and in a lot of cases when women make these choices it's because of societal conditions that they were born into or you know so it's it's never just a woman is making a decision by for by herself if she was raped that was not her choice and so she now has to live with the consequences of that But but She's born into a low poverty space where, you know, bringing a child into the world means that is a choice between eating and not eating. Those are not conditions that she defined for herself. So I think it's very in a lot of cases. um, It's not as straightforward as that. But still, women have to make choices for themselves. Having said that, I do worry about the rights of the child as well. Because at the end of the day, this is an innocent that did not ask to be born, did not ask to be brought brought into this situation, and actually has no choice. Now, having said that, I don't agree that it is up to governments to therefore make that choice, which is why I still remain Mm pro-choice. But I won't be true to myself if I didn't say that. If that was a friend of mine or a sister of mine or a cousin of mine, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't ask those questions. I wouldn't think about that i don't think it's as black and white as is one or the other
1: yeah but you know one of the argument for pro-life is they believe that life starts at conception whereas some people believe it starts when there's a heartbeat some believe where it's when there is some sort of movement or consciousness in the fetus well and and that's one of the biggest arguments for um the pro-life movement they believe that or some people believe that the life begins at conception and they're standing firm on that what, i mean personally i so overnight i was trying to think when do i think life begins i don't know but my thing with pro pro life is even if life begins at conception or at when you get the heartbeats etc etc the woman still has a right to terminate or not terminate it's an it's i think it will be one of the most one of the hardest decisions but also I guess is if you're religious then you call abortion murder which why many people kind of sit on that pro-life um space so i guess i mean maybe the question i'm trying to ask is when do you think life starts
2: I don't know and to be honest <laughs> I would
1: know two questions actually when do you think life starts and if it was co- if it was um, co- um confirmed that life started at
2: conception would you would you still be pro choice So first of all I, I don't know when it is and to be honest I don't think that, that helps the conversation because it doesn't take us anywhere. We just end up debating a point that cannot be proven. So I don't think it's a, in any conversation, I don't think it's useful because there's no way of determining who's right or who's wrong in a factual way. I don't think so. There's, we're just not gonna be able to do that with the technology and the science that's available. So it's a difficult one. I think the second point for me is I actually don't know that it matters so much when life starts because of the points I made earlier. I think it is such a difficult decision to make, and the circumstances are so complicated, and there isn't one situation that is, every situation is different. You really have to look at it in the instance of that situation. I'll give you an example. If it is rape, does it matter when life starts? If it is a life threatening decision, um, situation for mom or baby, does it matter when life starts?
1: Well, no. If it
2: is about, hang on, if it is about, um the the child has will die in three months after birth does it matter when life starts I think these are these are so difficult that a broad question like when life starts I think is difficult I think the point and you made it you made a, a point about religion again I'll, I'll be very cautious here because first of all it is not Christianity or Islam or whatever? Let me speak for Christianity because I know about other religions that says abortion is murder. It's not written anywhere in the Bible that abortion is murder. No, so people well, have taken is that human
1: being and is murder.
2: upside down. So it is not that the Bible doesn't say that, it's people that have said that. So let's be very clear. But, but for me, I think the point is ultimately, women. It, 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 i think crystal you said it. it's the woman that's carrying the baby carries the responsibility carries all the burden and hence the responsibility and the choice lies with her We'd the only you. consideration i would have and that was my point earlier on is the consideration is and i think most women will do that will consider you know what quality of life am i giving to this child this is an innocence that i am you know, removing from my body or keeping, there will be cons- some, some cons- there has to be some consideration for that. But ultimately, she's going to make the call. She's got to make the call and live with the choices that she makes. I'll tell you this, I have a friend, a very good friend of mine who had an abortion many, many, many years ago. She's gone on to have children. But till today, she still thinks about the choice that she made. And, and she, it pains her i I wouldn't say that she regrets it but it pains her that she had to make that decision till today so there's another thing that i would i would put on the table that these decisions are not made lightly and are not made easily as well
1: yeah definitely well back to your stuff thank you for that that was really really um well said thank you so it's um the thing with religious people is you mentioned that there's nowhere in the bible nor the quran That's or any holy book, as far as I know, that says abortion is murder. But killing a human being is murder, and that's a sin, religiously, for people that are pro-life because they believe life begins at say conception or at six weeks. If you, as for argument's sake, if you terminate at twelve weeks, in their world, the fetus is already a child, a human being, a person. So terminating at that 12 weeks is killing that person or that human being. Therefore, they believe is murder and therefore
2: has to be stopped. That was a... But well, that's their it. interpretation that I is know. that is a that is a personal choice that they that's a personal exactly. argument. It's not a it's not a Christian argument, it's their personal argument. It's
1: their personal argument, but they've wrapped it with they backed it up with religion, saying, Oh, God does not like um abortion or God does not like murder. There's nowhere Which... in the Bible
2: that it says that
0: it would be my simple response. I, I, sh- I think we're going down though. are we saying that Roe versus Wade is about religion, uh religious If it that it's the religious fanatics of well not fanatics is well, the religious yeah. people voting for it or because well, I think yeah. it's not I don't think that's necessarily true
1: well so we'll I'd kind of chat to well you've kind of brought me to my next thing to kind of just talk about Roe versus Wade and how it came about in the U.S. I guess I mean this is a good time to move on so so Roe versus Wade, like in 73, there was a, in 1973, there was a landmark ruling which effectively decriminalized abortion. It made it a woman's constitutional right to be able to seek abortions. However, um, it it kind of protected the women's right to choose and you control your destiny and how to live your life. And I guess now, as we all know, the I'd say like the health and the life of women in America and scarily maybe across the world is beginning to be threatened yesterday as we all know america did something that has not been done in a very long time in a world where women definitely are getting more and more and more rights america have decided to take a step back and took away a fundamental right from women this kind of means that um, it's no longer protected as a national right. It has now effectively transferred the rights to allow or ban abortion to the states. So what I guess, what I did not realize before this morning or late last night was this overturning of Roe versus Wade does not automatically mean abortions are illegal in the US. It just means it's now left for the states to decide whether you can allow or not allow abortions and the concern is about half of the states will kind of go in and make abortion um, illegal and it's kind of split between like democratic and republican states. The southern belt, the as they call it, the bible belt back to what you said Kisha is the, the super religious and conservative states will or are looking to begin to effectively ban abortion, I think overnight, seven states apparently have already passed something called the trigger laws, which severely restrict abortions. I think Arkansas yesterday, the the attorney general signed the, the law saying that abortions are banned. It does not make exceptions for rape or incest and would only allow it if it saves the lives of the mother. So my question, I guess, to you, um, to you guys is, or oh, the thoughts are, they were only able to do this because of the Supreme Court justices. Donald Trump, during his time, actually appointed three very conservative judges, and that has swung the, um, the um, Supreme Court from being somewhat liberal to extremely conservative, most of them Sadly, the conservativeness or conservativity sits and is backed by religion. So um, 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 Crystal, my question is, can we blame Trump? Is this really and truly a um, religious or moral thing or is it, does it, is, is it deeply rooted in patriarchy and the hate against women? And yeah, let's hear from me, Crystal, what do you think?
3: Um, for me I think it's a lot about controlling women's bodies because and that to me leads to patriarchy patriarchy is always trying the patriarchy is always trying to control women's bodies trying to control what women do trying and if we don't have control over our bodies what do we have actually have control over and so i i don't know what trump this is the first time i'm hearing about what trump did or what trump didn't do but i feel like a lot of people say they're religious but they use religion to control people because as ribby said there's nowhere in the bible where it says Um, abortion there's nothing as we've said nothing is black and white but people will get up and start using things religion whatever to try and control the masses and for me I think this is just the patriarchy using whatever ammunition they have be it religion be it science be it whatever be it the right of the child to try to control women's bodies that's
1: that's my yeah, and I guess why, well, the point I was trying to make was that why I brought Donald Trump into it was the only reason this um, ruling was overturned was because of the appointment of the extremely conservative judges, which means conservative views like banning abortion from the national constitution could have been passed because this and um, the um, pro-life movement had been campaigning for this since the day the um, ruling was made in 1973 there were so many people crying and rejoicing like they had been campaigning for 20 years 30 years blah 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 on this so the only the only reason why I said Trump was because of the appointment of these deeply conservative um people.
2: Uh, Rashida just to build on or just to make a, a, a comment there I think Just because of what you said, I don't actually think it has much to do with Trump, because as as soon as Roe v. Wade was passed, as you just said, pro-life campaigners have been planning this thing for decades. And I think any conservative president would have made sure that, you know, he had conservative judges in the Supreme Court. So I don't necessarily think it is a, a Trump issue that they are there. I think any conservative, any Republican president would have done the same thing. And I think this has been boiling for a long time. This debate has been happening. So I don't think it's just because this guy came in and did it as much as I would love to add another, you know, thing against Trump. I think that's giving him way too much credibility or, you know, I I don't think it's got much to do with that. I think it's more to do with, completely agree with what, Um, you know, Crystal said, I don't think it's about, it's necessarily about religion, it's about the patriarchy because this is about Mm. women being in control of their bodies and having the right to choose. Like a woman is stupid and she will not consider the rights of her child when she's thinking about making this choice. Like it's an easy choice to make. It's only a man, I'm sorry to go this way, only a man that does, has no understanding of these things, the emotional effect it has on you, the psychological effect, will think it's an easy decision to make, to eject a bit. Like it's, it's, it's just gotta be some grown ass white, out of touch men that make this kind of decision. And any woman that enables yeah. it is just ridiculous. I'm sorry to lose yeah, my exactly. temper. I'm gonna calm down I and love, some, I love some
3: tea. that, Ribi. That you just hit the nail on the head. Only a man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would sit down and start making um, assumptions about a woman's body or trying to control a woman's body. And it's just unacceptable. You don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I have a friend who's currently pregnant. She's in her um, first three trimester or whatever they call it. I've never been pregnant. So I don't know. But you're supposed to not be sick. And she continues to be sick. She can't eat. She's tired all the time. Your body totally changes. And our mothers will sometimes tell us that they actually never get their body back. There are certain things that child bu- childbirth leaves with you that you ne- that never changes. And so for people to sit down and then say, oh, you, you have to give birth because, 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 it's just really ridiculous yeah. and outrageous mm-hmm. and just, oh. Yeah, nah. and
1: also there are some states, I think, nah i think it's louisiana if i'm not wrong they want to pass laws that would crim that would charge people that provide or help people get abortions because for them they have defined a person as from conception and this could even crim possibly criminalize certain forms of birth control so the morning after pill as an example or the IUD that's used as emergency contraception that then becomes criminalized what's next then and as we all know I guess this has an impact on people and for me I feel like it's the poor women the women of color people with other abilities that would um be impacted the most because the richer women will be able to travel from one state to the other to be able to get these abortion um, services that they need. I was watching a YouTube video last night, a woman in the U.S. in Texas. For Texas, they use a fetal heartbeat. So after six weeks, you cannot get an abortion. And let's put that into context. It means your period is only two weeks late. By then, most people don't even know they're pregnant. by then it's too late to get an abortion so the woman had to travel from texas to i think oklahoma to get the abortion she needed but the only reason she could do that was because she had funds to be able to go to oklahoma but apparently that oklahoma have also passed the law as well so you're just like what the hell what the hell as in i'm just thinking how can how what's what's um what we, what can women even do what chances do we have in in life then if at every point
2: it's a good one and um, crystal you wanted to say something yeah i did want to say something Ooh, but
3: sorry, um, to, to rashida's point if we can't control our bodies how are we meant to control our futures how are we meant to control our lives like this is so bad but what i wanted to say sorry and it's going way out is fun. that some some pro-life people or some people will say oh yeah have the baby and give it up for adoption have you seen any adopted child who is ha- who is actually they may they may grow up in a happy family but they're always seeking to find out their roots they're always internally lost And also giving your child up for adoption, you know that that child is somewhere and it just never leaves you. But what I wanted to say is that when you say give a child up for adoption, children who have been given up for adoption, they're so messed up. Even the ones that are happy, there's something inside them that's always missing. So that that giving women that option just doesn't work for me because I know of someone who was given up for adoption and never could find who his family who his family are. He grew up in a happy foster home um, with a white couple. He's black. Really good looking guy. But he's so messed up. Like he's messed up his relationships, messed up his entire life. Just because his mother gave him or his parents gave him away for whatever reason that we don't know. So in my view, um, giving a child up for adoption, some people do that. But if you're thinking about the child, it doesn't always work.
1: No, it doesn't. And the person that says, oh, yeah, give the child up for adoption is, you're not the one making that decision. You're just telling somebody to do something. The woman has spent nine months or apparently 10 months, 40 weeks, being pregnant that she doesn't want to be pregnant. And then you then add the, well, for those that don't (laughs) want to give the child up, the trauma of having to give birth and give the child away. Whereas she very early on could have been allowed to make a decision and there'd be no child, nothing, and you just move on.
2: Well- And you- I would just say, before I, before I kind of talk about what women can do and should start thinking about doing is, you know, what's really important to bear in mind is if, you, if anyone is in that position where you find yourself pregnant and you for whatever reason, and you don't want that pregnancy for whatever reason, that is the beginning of a very emotional time and high stress time in that person's life whether they abort whether they have the baby whether they adopt it's really emotional and actually what government should be doing is giving these women resources not taking away their rights to options mm. um, but what can you what can what can a person do if you're in the US i would really urge to go to the united states of women website it's an amazing site that has a lot of resources for women. It's really about women rights in general, but it has a specific section on abortion options and rights. So it tells you the abortion rules in your state, it gives you access to abortion aid and abortion NGOs that can support you if that's what you want. Yeah. There's also Planned Parenthood as well that's available. Michelle Obama actually put out a statement and referred women to these sites. So that's why I'm just passing that on. Please have a look at it. If you're working, find out if your organization is going to add travel to your healthcare because some organizations in the U.S. are already putting out statements to say that in addition to helping you with um, maternal health, they will also add on the cost of you traveling to another state um, if you if you want to do that to take advantage of um, abortion um, options. So do, do find out. And if your organization is not doing that, ask, especially if you have Um, insurance. And if not, please reach out to those NGOs that are looking to support you.
1: Yeah. Then also something, thank you for that. So something that just came to my mind is, as I guess maybe I just haven't thought about it properly is, or talked about it as much is, for, for people that have been maybe raped or incest or any of those things, as in, it's such a, already a grueling and emotional and such a heavy time for them and then now you they find themselves they've been assaulted and raped then you add on to that they're they're pregnant now you're forcing them to carry the child of a rapist that is if that's not um c- cruelty to human beings I don't know what else is and um one second um, um Keisha is cr- um, cruelty to human beings and I feel like at some point, people have to get off their high horses and look outside your own little sphere of knowledge and just try and understand and empathize with women and why they would want to have abortions. And as I think, Ribi, you said, people just never really and truly forget. They never ever do. And I say this because I did, I had an abortion when I was 29 and I can ne- I've never forgotten it is one year, okay, no, I'm not that 30, 30, but it's many years down the line. I don't forget it. That day is a day that I never forget. Never, ever. It was, I mean, I did it and yes, is I, 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 nah, I, I never forget about thinking about it. Not like I wanted a child. I knew it was the right thing to do at the time, but I've never forgotten. It's not an easy decision. And the idea that somebody would have taken that away from me at that point or not having the access at that time is extremely upsetting but anyway um i just want to say thanks for
3: sharing that for the bravery yeah. because a lot of yeah. women won't fr- a lot of a lot of black women especially yeah. um. won't freely come out and say i've had a i've had an abortion and i think yeah. a lot of women have but they're just not in a place to
1: to say, say that, that. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's taken almost 10 years to be able to say that out loud. I mean, very few, pe- very few people know that, but mm. it wasn't an easy decision. I remember walking to the clinic with the person I was with at the time, and there were these terrible, terrible African women holding their Bibles and like, you're going to burn in hell, you're going to burn in hell. And I remember talking to my partner, then I'm like, am I really going to hell for this? And he just said he was just like, "What the hell are you talking about? You're fine." And I'm glad I had that support. But imagine not having the support and somebody throwing religious texts at you—you'd you'd you'd be broken, wouldn't you? Thank you
0: for sharing, Rashida. Thank you so 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 much. And I think, yeah, that's it. Because we've been talking about abortion along the lines of rape and medical and just general not being able to care for the child so i sort of did a quick google when we were discussing and i thought it might be worth me mentioning the other reasons why women have abortions and Sorry, i'll just... before,
2: before you do that i just want to acknowledge what you know rashida shared um because i think it takes a lot i think we've said it takes a lot of courage to share a personal story that you actually didn't have to Um, and I appreciate that and I hope that anybody that's listening that's feeling that kind of burden, and you know to share is to kind of please do because there'll be people that listen and can support and be there for you don't feel like you just have to keep it to yourself it's absolutely nothing to be to feel ashamed about or because you 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 have every right to make that decision you are not going to go to hell you're not condemned you're making the right decisions for yourself I just wanted to, to say that yeah sorry sorry Keisha please other reasons you were saying yeah and yeah Other
0: reasons reasons for abortion are, um, as we said, the sake of the mother's health. And we also need to include mental health into this because there are some mothers who mentally cannot cope with childbirth or caring for a child. Um, As a result of crimes such as rape, we've said that, incest or even child abuse. Imagine if a 12 or 13 year old child was abused and is pregnant. What choices are you giving her? Her body probably cannot physically cope with having that child. Then you also have an acceptable quality of the life where the child would have serious physical handicaps, genetic problems, mental defects. Um, You know, that's also a reason. Social reasons, um, which I think we've already mentioned, like poverty. The mothers unable to cope with an
2: additional child or even one child, yeah, because or the mother being too... birth control fails. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. no birth and control is a hundred percent except abstinence. Exactly. Or maybe the... Exactly. <laughs> funny being... <laughs> All
3: funny All funny kettas.
0: I was talking about um the um, social reasons, including poverty. The mother and being unable to cope with the child or having cope with having another child, the mother being too young to cope with the child, Um, abortion as a matter of government policy, um, as a way of regulating population size. Um, or regulating groups within the population or improving the population. So governments can actually mandate this themselves. And I know this has probably happened back in the day. I'm not saying now in China where they had the one-child policy. Don't they
2: still have the one-child policy? Mm.
0: I, I no, I don't they, think so. They not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I have so, a thought. Yeah.
2: I have a half formed
1: thought, right? I feel like a lot of these um, abortion police, policers or enforcers, their biggest problem with abortion is because women can just decide you know what F it, I'm not having a baby yeah because when it comes down to it if you tell them that this girl was raped a lot of them will be like oh actually she doesn't have to have a child or if um you say oh the baby it's an ectopic pregnancy they probably won't have any deep down issues with the rape with the abortion the biggest problem I feel like a lot of anti-abortioners or abortionists I don't know if that's the word have is because of that right for a woman who is sexually active and for whatever reason she's just like screw this shit I'm not having a baby that because of that freedom that freedom wants to be taken away from women they're like yes yeah, stop being a fornicator and you would not get pregnant because I think I mentioned the the start of this episode I put you on one of my um, African WhatsApp groups, and the girl says, Yes, yeah, she agrees that abortion rights must be taken away because it prevents fornication. Am I oh, right? ye <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but my thing with it is, <laughs> even if you were fornicating, as in it's not only fornicators that have abortions, as um, Kisha said, married women and men as couples decide to have abortion because child care, child, um, um protection contraception fails or you just don't have the money to to look after the child or you're just not there emotionally physically mentally financially so you should be allowed to make that decision yourself
3: so 100
1: yeah, yeah 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 i mean yeah today yes i guess maybe that's why I, I i don't know is there a danger of the rest of the world following suits because of course this is a win for the deeply conservative people so is that i don't think the uk is in any danger of following because i think boris johnson made a statement yesterday saying it was a sad day la 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 la. but think of like the middle east africa south america which uh, w- w- which whose countries are very very conservative and deeply religious does this mean it's a step backwards or it's a in their abortion rights because as we all know america is god's own country and very quote-unquote progressive and they make the first the rules and everybody who follows if yeah. they've reversed abortion rights what chances do all this other country have as someone said i think it was um
3: uh, ruby as um pastor gary said <laughs> when america sneezes the whole world catches a cold yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a shame that America is the one doing this because I swear if this was happening in the Middle East, they would sit on their high horse and be like, we are um, this country and this would never happen. But I feel like, I think in the most religious countries, I guess this gives them ammunition and they just continue doing what they're doing but the problem is that as I guess we have said just because you've put in a law to say that people can't have abortions does not mean that abortions are not happening it just means that the way it's happening is very sinister it's not good for anyone it's not good for the health of anyone because people might die it's just not yeah. happening the right way. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because as you said, people will go get on a ship and have an abortion in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And God forbid if they die, someone will probably throw them overboard because they don't want, they don't want to be persecuted for committing an abortion and killing someone.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, what, and also why this is extremely con- concerning for me is, especially in the US, is the US Supreme Court the judges are appointed for their lifetime. So until they die or decide to retire, whichever comes first, which means I think the U.S. has I think there are eight Supreme Court justices. I think six of them are very conservative. My fear for America and the rest of the world is now women's right to abortion has been taken away from national level is now set to the state. Mm-hmm. What's next? Would it be? rights for gay marriage would that be the next thing they would decide that it's unconstitutional will remove from um um um, national protection and decide on states is it interracial marriage in what else what else is on their agenda so to speak Mm. what else nothing for them will be off the table so is this a trend that we're seeing we're going back from liberal Life back to conservative life where people's rights and freedoms are being taken away.
2: Just want to go back to um, the question you asked about if what does this mean? Will other with other countries um, follow, follow America? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so because if that would, was the case, when um, Roe v. weed was over ter- was um, established, a lot of countries should have followed suit. Um, and none of them, I mean, the countries that still practice, um, that still make abortion illegal, it's still illegal, hasn't changed. I think the only country that has kind of reduced its rules in that case is China. China's one child policy. And even then it wasn't that you couldn't have more children, it's that if you did, you wouldn't have states um aid for that child you'd have to fund that child for yourself like you had to pay to the state so i guess in another way so i don't i don't necessarily think that in that respect and in that regard america is leading anybody because any country that was going to make it illegal already has um, and and they didn't change i think the only okay. thing is probably possibly that they will say well you know we were right um if that's what they were doing, I don't think Europe is going to follow suit because they're much more liberal than anything else. Having said that, um, I mean, look at France, right, where you know they're now moving into much more of a protectionist kind of system. Um, and even though Macron won the the elections in the states um, elections recently, he's lost a lot of seats. Yeah, so you just never know whether that is going to change but I don't think it's because of America
1: no. necessarily. No, but I, I the only reason I say that is because the world I mean 50 years ago the world has the world changed or the world's in the last 50 years the world has changed a lot. And the thing the the what I see or the way I see it is there's a I don't know what the word is but it feels like follow the crowd that is happening along around, around the world like as an example is the rise of nationalists people saying might make my country greater, great again again is you see uprisings or movements that start on one part of the world and somehow just seem to spread across the world just like for the uk it's brexit make britain great again then you have america make america great again in germany in france it's make my country great again so it's it might, they might not follow suit, but I just feel like there's this thing that spreads around the world. So it might they might I mean other countries might not look to ban it, but it might just make it that a, a little bit more difficult to even begin
2: to. I don't think that laws. I, I mean the this this idea of protectionism has been around for a long time. It's what led to the Arab Spring. It, you know so these are these are much more economical issues that lead to this as opposed to anything else. Economies are getting harder. People are looking for somebody to blame. So they blame immigration. And then they say, you want to be protectionist. I think this particular issue is, is much more patriarchally based. Yeah. And those would have been entrenched many, many years ago and are unlikely to change because of what America does or does not do. We know a lot of people are no longer the by the West. America is not the great power it used to be. They're much more, there's much more, um, countries are looking much more to themselves for their own way to rule. So America used to be in the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, maybe even the global superpower. A lot of people are saying, look, America, please deal with sort yourself out. We will yeah, take Nigeria care of ourselves. Is now the Thank new you. Superpower. So I, I don't, so I I don't do... necessarily <laughs> think it's gonna change anything in, in the in the world, personally. I, I
3: don't think it will change, but I do feel like for um the pro-life um activists in all those countries this will give them ammunition maybe even a a little bit more confidence to air their views so it might not change i don't think anything will change in the uk and god forbid where there's freedom may they not take Mm. it away Mm. but i think it's definitely a win for pro-choice pro-life uh pro-life sorry yeah yeah yeah
1: absolutely world absolutely yeah, yeah. and you mm. just add some vim to their causes yeah um, i can already
3: see some uh, uh let me not use that word but i can already see some religious people saying not coming out out to say but just some certain things on whatsapp and i'm like mm. oh yeah i yeah. see you
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i was going to post something on my instagram Yesterday, saying this is bullshit, da 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 da. But I was just like, Am I even ready for that argument? Because, of course, I have many friends who are deeply religious, but, but Christian and Muslim. And I was just like, Am I really, really, really ready for that mental and emotional argument on why women should be given the rights to or be allowed? And I guess what people forget is you can be pro choice while not choosing abortion yourself. But I feel like people just think, oh yeah, if I'm pro-choice, that means I must have the abortion if I get pregnant. No, you're just saying women should be given the rights and the freedom to do whatever they please with their body.
2: So. I, I, I would say I, I actually made a choice. I'm not going to enter any kind of debate with anybody about this thing. I'll be very choiceful about where I choose to discuss it because It really depends on the person you're talking to. Some people, there's just no point having an argument because they just have a very narrow-minded perspective and an argument is not gonna resolve anything for anybody. So it's kind of like, why am I wasting my energy and getting hyped? So I'm not, I think the only thing I would say to anybody facing that decision because that's who it's really impacting at that point in time, please just know the options that you have and know the resources that are available to help you. That's what I would say.
1: Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, this, I guess, just to kind of wrap it up, is the overturning of this ruling is really sad, and it represents a really, really heartbreaking reality for many women who have lost, who have already lost their rights, and for those who will lose their rights to choose whether or not they will become mothers our mothers or their mothers and grandmothers lived through a time where they had very little rights. And it feels like, um, well, America certainly is um, heading back in that direction where women's rights are beginning to become more and more restricted. The decision to have an abortion is yours and yours alone as a woman or the person who is pregnant is yours and yours alone. I mean, and the sad part is the Consequences of this overturning of this um, ruling will only be known in the years to come, when we when they gather enough stats about women who have had unsafe abortions and have died, or healthcare professionals that have been prosecuted for helping women um, women um, um, get abortions, or or um, a woman or a girl that's forced to bear her rapists child and etc etc only god knows when only god knows the actual and true consequences of this um decision if the reversal of this rule might not happen in our lifetimes god only god knows but i feel like it should serve as a wake-up call for all of us in all women especially in the world that we have to kind of band together and just fight for our rights because i guess if we don't fight for our rights, we just keep losing and losing and losing more rights. But who knows? And um, all I would say is, I guess, different people have different opinions. All the opinions that have been aired on this podcast are solely ours. We're not out here to force people to make any decisions or criticize people that have made decisions on one, one way or the other. The decision is yours. You're an adult. Just think through it and do what's best for you. Be kind to yourself, be kind to those who have opposing views as you, listen to them, and then maybe you, maybe you might just be able to show some empathy. Um, I will just give a few things about people for people based in the UK. If you're based in the UK, there is impartial information and support from your GP or doctors at your GP practice There is counseling in several organizations such as Brooks. Brooke, if you're under 25, if you're over 25, the British Pregnancy Advisory Service, BPAS, is a very, very, very good resource. The MSI Reproductive Choices as well is a really, really good resource. They provide... pre-counseling the scans the and the choice of what abortion methods you want to use there is a final one called the nupas the national unplanned pregnancy advisory service it provides counseling as well there's a lot of support use it with your friends your family your partners and if you don't want to talk to any of them as i've said they have a lot of support because certainly for me i had people from these services calling me every couple of weeks just to check in and after a while i was like stop calling me i'm trying to move on but if you don't want to tell anyone your your um details will be kept confidential (sighs) on that note i think i'll call you a day thank you ladies thank you for everyone who is still listening until next time it's rashida
3: Bye bye. We're not. We don't have an episode um next week, so we will see you in two weeks.
1: Oh yeah. Oh why? Why don't we have an episode? Pray because tell, Crystal. Us,
3: two of our members are going to, to, to shake the, the ass, ass on, the on the
1: yacht to <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Please, if I've said yes, actually. So we're going to Afro Nation. Please, if you by um Ruby and. Um, Keisha, if I go viral for twerking on Whisked or Burner Boy, do the right thing by retweeting that video. You have that's
0: my
3: you, goal. You, yeah. have no, you have no taste. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that is my goal. Whisked
1: or Burner Boy? Yeah, I don't care. You have no taste. Yeah, well, you have to keep it African. <laughs> I, I know you're going to say Chris Brown, but for me, is Whisked or Burner Boy. So that's my goal. So if you see me twerking on either of them, you must retweet.
0: Thank you. I will throw, retweet it, throw up a flare, and clap my hand, baby.
1: Boom! i that been to next. make my bum chicks. We <laughs> will see you all
2: in two weeks' time. Bye. Yes. Thank you, Bye. everyone.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Talking Single podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To continue the conversation, be sure to follow us on Instagram with the handle at singletalkspodcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Talking Single. We are downloadable on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and of course share with your family and friends. We'd also love to hear from you, so leave us your comments or questions and do remember to tag us in any posts with the hashtag Single Talks. Take care.